So back again for the Sports Valley podcast after a, a longer than expected hiatus, but um, well, some of us were moving home and work with different things to get going. But we're going to get back at it this week. We're we're going to put the villains one on hold because uh, I want to get Patrick involved in that one as well. But he he sacked us off the night for the Super Bowl. Remember? It's understandable. He's having a full like Super Bowl party. Yeah, yeah. And he'd be cheating on the Falcons because nobody wants the Patriots to win unless you're a Patriots fan or from Boston. Um, and we'll talk about that in a bit. I actually bumped into Brent Savage today. Huge Patriots fan. Is he? Huge, proper huge fan. I never really had him down as an NFL fan. No. But he was actually telling me he's going over in um, New Year. Going over to see them. So, Sweet. Yeah, shout out to Brent. Like, first That's time good. I haven't spoken to him in a while. But no. Yeah, huge, huge Patriots fan. Who'd have thought it like? Huge NFL fan. Well, that will be discussed in a little bit. We've got a little bit of news to go across. We're currently watching as well on mute the Juve Inter Milan game. And Cordado, just before half time, has just thunderbastered a goal in there for you had this one about 25 yards straight in the top corner. Yep. Uh, which is, uh, and actually, from what I've seen, it's been a good game. I'd love, it's going off a wee bit, the time of football to come back again. Channel 4, please. Uh, and just for it all to come back and just be as good as it was because it's better than anything we've seen, even in Premier League era, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. We need it. We need James Richardson yeah. back. And it'll be another podcast, don't worry. Even, um, even if they didn't show the live games, just the highlights. Just show. the magazine. I, on a him standing with pink yeah. is out of the sport and drinking an espresso on his breakfast. That'll do me, like. It's nostalgia, isn't it? Like, yeah, and Ballesteta, get him. He's bound to be able to still score goals, like. Yeah. Get him in. Batty goal. Um, so, a bit of news to cover. Obviously, we've been off. There have been a few things that have happened. Um, Carl Frampton fought again. We'll get stuck straight into it, like, because I haven't okay. had a chance to really talk to you, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? Um, I thought he was beat, probably well beat. Yeah. I think the cards were maybe a wee bit closer than... Should have been. It's, well, not done the show, but just on the fight itself, I suppose. The first fight was, was kind of like that as well. There was a lot of rounds where, depending on what you were looking for, um, you could have scored it some of the rounds either way. Um, yeah. But I think this time, I don't know, uh, you can't be obviously critical of Carl Franton and what he's done. Um, I just thought the game, the, the, the game plan in terms of plan B wasn't really there. Um, I didn't expect Santa Cruz to box the way he did. I, I never expect him to be that good a boxer. Um, he did, but he did say two or three days before, "This is how I'm going to box you." Yeah, and then and from the credit said that afterwards is that we couldn't believe this is what he'd done. Yeah, and 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 in in hindsight, I suppose it's kind of demeaning that everybody looks at a Mexican boxer and thinks that they're just slugfish. Ba- yeah, boxer brawlers. Um, I mean, it's very rare that anybody gets to that level without being able to have some sort of mm-hmm. skills. So, um, fair play. I'm very impressed with Santa Cruz. Um, so was I. Yeah, I think, I don't, probably the, the first fight as well, what, what was going on with his father seems to have had a, an impact yeah. as well. Um, but, yeah, he's, what's that, a three-weight world champion now? Three-weight world champion, yeah. Yeah, huge. What did you, um, obviously, like, you boxed for yourself, so that's, and I'm an I'm interested. And I love the sport. Like, um, what did you make of the fact that for Santa Cruz did tell Frank what he's going to do? Then he starts off doing what he's going to do, and the McGuigan's team don't change tactics. 
yeah, I mean, listen, uh, those guys are getting paid the money to, to make those huge decisions, and they're in that environment where they know they're fighter and they have their their plan. So I'm not really one to criticize. No, 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 no. Um, Shane McGuigan, but I couldn't get my head around the last round. If you were scoring the fight on the last round, he was telling Carl to try and win that round with his feet in terms of trying to move. Um, when in my opinion, he needed to get him out of there. Yeah. Um, I just was wondering at that stage. And I think if you looked at the scorecards at the end of the fight, um, a couple of judges who give it the last round to Santa Cruz, if they had to give that to Frampton, um, it could well have been then a, a majority draw. Pulled yeah. it out of the bag, so that was the one that I couldn't get my head around. The the, the kind of I'm telling them as well, yeah, that he'd lost the round, that he lost the eighth round, which was probably his best round. Yeah, I don't know if that was psychological or anything else, but I mean, the, the big one you, was you can see it, why he's done it, and as for everybody, he's trying to spark him and get a reaction out right. But see now, what I'm if, thinking if is, that was the reason, yeah, I don't. You know what? We're, 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 we're trying to give yeah, 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 yeah. give a benefit of the doubt, but the last round, the one when he was telling the winner by moving his feet to me was, you know, you needed. I'm sure the vibes at ringside was that he needed a knockdown or, yeah. uh, well, at the very least a knockdown or to stop him in that round. Um, in which case, then you have to plant your feet and bang it out. I don't think. Frampton will obviously leave McWiggins, he's their, their best mates and he's too close and nobody's asking for them. Like, so I'm not I'm a big fan of Frampton and I wouldn't want to have I don't think he would get as um far as he did with someone else. But I'm sure they're both looking at it's like even when a football manager makes a mistake, it's just like, oh, it does happen. Yeah. But you see the one with the eighth round, that's what I was getting around to if it was me and I was boxing and then it was the fact Shane said like say, you you're my coach and you said to me, eighth round, blah blah and it fucks up like it did it messes up like it did we're back in training then in a couple of months time I'm thinking if he's going to tell me I'm losing around am I losing around now I was just like you know it plants a wee, it plants a wee seed in your head doesn't it then you're just like seed of distrust do you think then a wee tiny one a wee and you don't need a wee tiny one that, an elite level sport you need not, you don't need anything like that it needs to be straight I'm sure they'll have a discussion yeah. in terms of reviewing the fight and why certain things went the way they did Um, you know you have to learn from mistakes, and I'd say oh, right. even as a coach, great champions do. Yeah, and even and great coaches will as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's plenty of learnings um, for both of them. The likes of Shane McGuigan, though, he's very early in his career, he's, um, yeah. and uh, as a coach, you probably get more of a chance to redeem yourself in terms Aye. of a, a fighter. You have one career, you know, one or two losses, albeit on the back of you know maybe errors can can cost you, um, but. I still think he'll get big fights. Um, do you think he'll fight Santa Cruz again? Um, I don't think he'll be in Belfast. To be, well, no, I don't think it'll no. ever be in Belfast and I genuinely don't really know if I'm not interested in saying I, I, I'll i be honest, I, I think Santa Cruz will beat him again. You're, well, we talked before, before we did the podcast, you're always a big fan of Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, Sky obviously I've never heard of him before the way, the way they talked about him yeah. in, in the build up yeah. same as Mickey Garcia if um, I don't know do they not, do they not watch like I'm not I'm no, no way a boxing expert at all I'm a baby baby novice but I knew who Mickey Garcia was and what, <laughs> I, what damage he could do like yeah it, it's the I think they're maybe trying to appeal to Eddie, Eddie Hearns casual fans yeah. um, and the people's on the way but anybody with a bit of a you know, and that of watching boxing will know who 
Maggie Garcia was. Right, I couldn't yeah. get over like he, that he's arrived on the scene and he was already a two year world champion. <laughs> <laughs> 29. 29, yeah. And there actually was a history of being in the news because of the, the contract dispute. So I don't know, like it's maybe they're. Ch- I, I think that's one thing. We get a lot, an awful lot of fights on skateboards, but it's all the domestic stuff we do. Yeah. And any Mexican fighters that do come across are usually handpicked by Eddie Hearn to be a bit of a tomato can and take a beating from yeah you know one of his um one of his setup but um yeah we, we don't see the quality stuff that the, the americans see they have like friday friday night fights yeah. on espn and sure and hbo and i think it's the same but yeah but you'll get an idea of who's gonna come on the scene um you know yeah. before and the next pay-per-view fighters generally come from come on a fault on the Friday night show so they kind of have a better idea of who it is but you know anybody who would read up on it the basic sports coverage you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. knew who he was just couldn't get over skate even the commentating on the front of the fight by David Hay I think was a wee bit sceptical is he in the Wiggins table now? Uh, Hay? Um, yeah well he's trained by Shane yeah, yeah. Um, so probably wasn't going to get the the most um, fair, yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't overboard. Like he wasn't like. Yeah, he was. He wasn't like uh, Phil Thompson, Paul Merson here, <laughs> watching their own teams <laughs> play or something mad. Like he was. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Um, of Lee Selby, do you think it really unlucky for him? Yeah, got it. And it? I'm really unlucky for his opponent. That's not a nice thing to be hearing. It. I I don't understand why it happened so late. No, especially a, a fight at that level. Um, I just thought surely they would have especially if you're doing the testing prior to it they do wait six, seven, six yeah. weeks out surely stuff, stuff like that should be picked up way before if you're Lisa Elby now you're sort of stuck because that'll be he hadn't fought for a long time before that and now it's going to be an even more I don't think it's been yeah. a fight arranged yet it hasn't, hasn't been no. so he wants to get in the big fights and he deserves to be in the big fights and yeah. now he's going to have to probably fight a tomato can as you used yeah Instead of going after Santa Cruz, because could you throw him in a Santa Cruz? Oh yeah, I th- well, Shelby would definitely. Um, I think Shelby would definitely take it. Um, I don't think Santa Cruz would take take Shelby. Um, you think Shelby wins, don't you? You think so? I thought he would beat either Santa Cruz or um, from from. I think he's I think he's very very good. Um, the problem with Shelby is he. He doesn't take much of a of a support. Um, he's not he marketable, obviously marketable. He, yeah, he does have a support, but he doesn't seem to take that much. And even you know, he's a world champion, but it was picked up on a on an undercard of a was it a Joshua fight or um, maybe a Carl Frost fight? It was picked up on an undercard, and I don't think he's ever really headlined. Is is he has fights out there? He has big fights out there where he obviously will be in front of. You know, a Sally crowd and, and, and me invite the Frampton one, Josh Warrington one, who always is spoiling for a fight um, with Selby. So I'd love to see him go up against the likes of Santa Cruz or um, even the likes of Lamachango. Would be, would be a nice one to see. Um, I don't think he beats Lamachango. But I don't think anyone does. I think Lamachango beat Anthony Joshua the way he goes. <laughs> <What's> he? <laughs> yeah. But it would be good to see because I think Selby can do both. I think he's a good, very, very good boxer. 
yeah. know, in terms of technique and skill. Um, and he has a lot of power as well. He's, he can, can stop people. So, yeah, I was good for him. I was actually really looking forward to seeing him fight in that car. Yeah, I watched the uh, Raging Bull before the Phantom fight. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen it before, and it was unbelievable. Like, show. What an unbelievable show! Like, yeah. I, I'd heard all about it, and you know, he was in it, like, but I just was transfixed by it. Like, it was just a brilliant, brilliant film that yeah. I hadn't seen. Um, and there needs to be more boxing films like that. Like, he, what was the one, The Fighter, which was about not about Mickey Ward? Yeah, but I really enjoyed that too. That was a good film. Yeah, but the most recent one there, the one about Vinny Paz. Yes, I want to see it. Looks quite good. Um. But yeah, that's a more or less a boxing covered up. Uh, oh, Chris Eubanks Jr. fought last night. Yeah. Uh, I watched it on Facebook because it couldn't be bothered paying my TV for it. <laughs> and uh, I turned it off after four rounds because I just wanted his dad to get hit in the face with like, something really hard. Yeah, but he, in fairness, he seems to be picking up a bit of following. He, yeah, he does. No, and you know, he's, not a, he's a good boxer. But, I mean, he fought Reynold Quinn. Who'd had eleven fights and was a world champion. Yeah, I'd say everyone class that. He came into the title. fight as one to sixty six. He was a challenger. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, I wouldn't have classed that as a world title to be honest. But um, he needs to. Who's he fight? Billy Joe Saunders again. Yeah. Billy Joe Saunders beats him. I think this time he probably would be Billy Joe Saunders. I think so. Yeah. If if there's a big fight out there, I mean, the Golovkin one was almost saying, but he I mean, he wouldn't. Wasn't saying so. Kelbrook took it on, so he had his opportunity. Um, just just going on people in the business and hearing Frank Warren, Eddie Hearn, like there's a lot of people who maybe he's really hard to handle it, is he? Yeah, I think it just the dad seems to get his nose stuck in. I don't really know much about the junior, but the dad seems to get his nose stuck in, and you know, in terms of business, he, he thinks he's a wee bit better than he is, and you know. Um, I get the vibes they're not easy people to work with um, and they expect a lot more than what they, they should get so maybe now he's got that word tight though it's a bargaining tool for him so we can go back after Golovkin and say I don't think it's anything that Golovkin wants to be honest that because I wouldn't class it as a word table no yeah. um, a bit of a pound on belt who's Golovkin fighting next um, I don't know I've heard that there's a deal sort of for a fight in um, Astana for their got capital of culture. Oh, right, okay. Like that. So there's some sort of deal that he's going to fight in is it Kazakhstan. Yeah. Um, and the rumours were it was Billy Joe Saunders, but he was less than impressed upon his last item. So, yeah, it's not really a fight that you'd really be. The one we both seen on Twitter, and I think it was me who was getting abuse about it for being a bandwagon jumper, was Andy Lee fighting Miguel Cotto. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. Yeah. I'd really like to see that fight because I'm a big fan of Cotto and I'm a big fan of Andy Lee. If you ever hear Andy Lee on News Talk uh, talking about boxing, you can listen to him for hours. Yeah. He is brilliant. Yeah. He was talking about Frampton and stuff. If you get a chance to look it up and listeners, if you do, promoting a different channel or whatever, um, it's very, very good coverage. Like, And he talks the whole way through the fight and you're listening to my own going, I know a wee bit more actually now. He's taught yeah. me a wee bit. So um, I want to fire one wee last thing in. There was Forbes 100 biggest sports stars I think it might have just been men uh, I'm not 100% sure but it was biggest sports men maybe uh, top 100 earners earners, earners, earners earners yeah you know the big dogs the biggest men in sport yeah. uh, last year cash men cash men you know guys who don't work for anybody no else. don't work for anybody else they run the show they are the company you know that sort of thing yep Conor McGregor 85th 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 
it was eighteen million or something. Eighteen million. LeBron James blowing him out of the water. Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, the two highest earners, blowing him out of the water. Kevin um, Durant of the uh, Golden State Warriors, fifth, blowing him out of the water. Rory McIlroy, biggest earner in Ireland, blowing Conor McGregor out of the water. I think he was double and more. All Conor McGregor earns. But I just thought I'd in there, all you McGregor fans there, because, you know, he's all loving. Yeah, but we're still poor. Yeah, you're still 18 million behind him. But uh, I'm a win Euro million, so you never know. Um, no interest, nothing really going on in UFC at the minute that I don't think that's great. You don't watch it anyway, but I don't, I'm not sure. Somebody will tweet me or let me know anyway. And anyone wants to come on and talk to UFC and actually knows what you're talking about, no problem. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, we'll go on to uh, an absolutely devastating for me day for me yesterday. Um, where uh, th- three of my teams decided uh, that their, their arses would fall off and they just get done in. Uh, Liverpool beat by Hull. Uh, that's still very raw. Uh, Ireland beat by Scotland. A very, very uh, brilliant Scotland. They played absolutely superb and fair play to them. They deserved it. Even if Ireland did come back in to lead it. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then down beat by Fermanagh. But Pete McGrath was manager, so it sort of counts as a down win. Um, <laughs> I'm counting as a down win. <laughs> uh, so we'll get into Ireland. Um, uh, battle job, Eddie. Right. As, as per usual. Um, any big game. Um, we were in this position, when was that November time? You were telling me about beating New Zealand and mm. friendly. Um, yet, yet here we are. <laughs> friendly. Yet here we are, first friendly game test. against um, Scotland, who were outsiders. Outsiders, I was mm-hmm. going to call them the whipping boys. Definitely, yeah, certainly. Whipping boys of, of um, rugby in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, I kind of beat them and I, do you want to know something I'm not being a big rugby fan um, but looking at the at the batting beforehand and the handicap being uh, giving Scotland a five point lead if you had to give Ireland a five point lead to me I wouldn't have took odds on them nope. that's how much I wouldn't have fancied Ireland to win but, I mean the, um, was Murray out? No um, Saxon was out though Saxon was out that's the only one Peter O'Mahon he didn't play and he should have been he's injured like and he would have if I had been picking the team but he didn't play um, and he you felt like he was he was big time missed mm-hmm. um, Paddy Jackson actually had he probably was one of the only ones that come out of the game with their heads held high at all because he, he, had, he had quite a, a good game certainly a brilliant second half but uh, I'd be an Ireland fan before I would, I would watch Ulster, but we interest in Leinster as well because of family down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all the provinces to do well, like, to be honest, but I would be more of an Ireland fan. And even though we did come back into it and we're leading the game, it felt like it was a victory if I had won it where you stole it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like a convincing win. And this was an Ireland team that, all right, and you're going to throw it up as a friendly, but they went and beat New Zealand, they went, went and beat then Australia, mm-hmm. played really well, were the favourites, everything was going well. They were, yeah, they were missing Saxon, but the Jackson back in, it players like O'Brien back, the Toner and Henderson playing beside each other, Henderson especially, he's a, a brilliant talent coming through. I mean, what you could say is more than talent now, he's an established player. Like. And first half, Scotland absolutely torn the bits. Yep. And should have been, I think the end of the half about, was about... F- 13 points in front maybe I'm not sure should have been about 20 odd points in front should have yeah. seen should Ireland should have been Scotland should have been outside yeah. in the first half Ireland looked drunk they looked unsteady on their feet 
for a whole half. Like, what do you put it down to? Um, I'll tell you, I, I, I will put, I'll, I'll answer that in a minute, but I'll tell you one thing, and I'm a Rory Best fan, I think, I like him as a, as a player, I think he's brilliant, he's been brilliant for Ulster at times, he's not playing as much this season due to the Ireland thing and, and injuries and stuff, but over the years he's been brilliant and he, he's been good for Ireland before. But Scotland scored a try yesterday, uh, where they had a line out, mm-hmm. and I was watching it, and Rory Best is standing in front of their line out, and he puts his hand out, right, he just puts his hand out, and whatever for whatever reason that was, and so he's watching the thrower, and the thrower, instead of throwing the ball high in the line out, the thrower throws the ball straight past his hand and then done on running Scottish Scott defender to stoop over. And you're thinking, and, and I am I am big fan of Roy Bresson, so Patrick has comes on, but I was sitting there thinking, you're meant to be captain and leader here, the one with the most experience, <coughs> I think, anyway, definitely one of the most experienced in that team, maybe Jamie Hazelip, maybe more caps, but anyway, yesterday, and that's a really stupid, that's not on as an error, like, you're standing in front of it, you should be able to see that he's not going to throw it, yeah, it's a, it's a good dummy, but you should be able to see where that ball goes to react yeah. to it, reaction's not quick enough, they dive across the line. Yeah, but that's, to me, you're you're picking him apart there as a, a player, Yeah. and, a, and, a, and an error as a player, which any, any, any player, player on the pitch could make, my issue with him is that his... You don't um, think he's a leader? No, not as a leader. Um, I think the stats speak for themselves, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, he was officially made Ireland captain. This is his first Six Nations? Um, second, second, second. Second, I think, yeah. Okay, so last in the last Six Nations, um, Ireland got beat by France, England, um, Drew with Wales. Uh, I can't remember, I'll Google it, um, but go on ahead. And there's already into the second um, Six Nations as captain, and he's already been beat his first game. Um, so, to me, his leadership qualities, his ability as captain. And we had Carl on um, the podcast as well. He would have the same the same feelings yeah. um, in that. As a captain, there's things that you need to be doing on a on a pitch um, way far above than just your basic stuff that you spoke about and, mm-hmm. and, and because any player on a pitch will make a mistake um, what he should be doing is getting the ref making sure that the ref knows exactly what's happening if there's things that have, have gone on getting the ref kind of <coughs> convinced that you know okay I've, I've, I've given Ireland a, a couple of rough decisions here you know he needs to be cheap, chipping away at the referee and the referee's here the New Zealand match when they were beat at home I mean New Zealand just done what they wanted there was no comeback from any Iron player. I didn't get the sense that there was anything going into the referee's ear. What's going on here, ref? You're battling your battle job in this. To me, it was almost like we're here, we're the big boys, and Rory Best didn't really stand up to be to be counted for that day. Um, and I'm getting the vibes that it happens regularly now. I don't, I don't know. I have my own um, theory about. Um, why Ireland will never be a top um, rugby nation um, but at this moment in time they'll never do anything with Rory Best as captain no no I, I, I don't think he'll be at the next World Cup as a captain anyway um, so I think this year will probably be his last year as Ireland captain if I'm honest will he um, get that Lions captaincy if he plays like um Yesterday, no. 
Who else would be in for it? It's Dylan Hartley. He's going to be in for it. I don't like it. I mean, he'll be talked about in the villains. Don't be worried. Right. No, he he's not Wales captain. It'll be it will be Alan Wynne Jones if it's not Rory Best. I think uh, who's now the Wales captain. And where's their tour to? Uh, the Lions in uh, New Zealand. Okay. Well, if it's Rory Best, plow your money on New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just like I I I just have a lot of time for him as a rugby player, but I'm just. Uh, yesterday it was just really weird, and I've seen it as well. People talking about it in the media that he he didn't have a great game. Oh, and as part of being Ireland captain, as part of being captain of like once when, when Southern are playing mm-hmm. and something's going down the tube. Now obviously it's not having that much this season, but so you just look at Scott, your captain, don't you? Because yeah, Scott, where, what's but there's been, but there's been occasions where if if it is if it is a lack of um, hunger or a lack of leadership, I've been the first person to call out. I think last year was a disaster, and I would put that a lot down, if not the manager, to the captain. Because even if the manager's getting things wrong, the very least you expect from your captain is to, to lead on the pitch. Yeah. Um, and he should be the last one that loses heart and loses hope and gives in. Um, he should be leading the players in a way that setting an example um, to all the others, and not just a media man good to put in front of the cameras and talk a good game and everyone's pal I, I, gives, I, I, I genuinely don't care about that as a fan I, I know no does, you don't care about it either like no. I wouldn't mind see if Ireland or Liverpool captain you never heard from but when you did hear from him he just said very short words he got straight to the point he didn't hide anything mm-hmm. he didn't care if he was getting a fine or whatever he said what he thought and he walked out again Instead of pandering to me, they don't and being chummies and stuff. No, that wouldn't be interesting to me. Um, as well, like I watched the game from a sense, and Scotland were brilliant, and Scotland have owed Ireland this. And and the talk up in the media was, and even yesterday, Greg or Laidlaw, who was um, who won it for Scotland in the end, he was saying, you know, he was saying the build up, and he said afterwards, you know, we just knew, sure, sheer bloody mindedness, we weren't going to lose this game. And that comes down to that time, sometimes that in rugby where you just sort of bully the other team and you put yeah. it. And Scotland have been, have been improving this last few years. Uh-huh. And um, it's strange to get rid of their coach. but yeah. Yeah, Well, that's I was going to say that the coach seems to have actually organised them now to a level where they're not they're not rollovers, no. pushovers. You don't just go... They're, they're reasonably enough, Autumn. And I know they should have beat Australia and they lost. And that game hurt them. But that was a turning point for Scotland yesterday. And... I, I, I've talked about it before with a few people, rugby fans. Scotland get laughed at, uh, but really and truly, because the Ireland team has had has had so many people on it, like Sean O'Brien, Jamie Heaslip at the minute, that have been so successful, especially with their club with Leinster, and Scotland don't have any medals apart from that one uh, league title with Glasgow last or two years ago. But that Scotland team on paper, if you take away the titles that they have won their teams. They are a strong side, just as good, but they don't get as much hype. Obviously, over here it's Team Ireland, and we, that's fair enough. But they don't, even in the English and British media, they won't get as much hype. And yes, I'm annoyed in Ireland as an Ireland fan losing, but I'm delighted to see that they've come through and done that. And they thoughtfully deserve, Ireland deserved nothing from that game yesterday, and they got what they deserved in the yeah. end. Well, now I think Scotland will take points off either Wales, France, or England as well. I think they'll beat France, and I think. Uh, I still think Ireland will come back and they'll do they'll do well enough. So not win it's not good enough now. But it's curtains. No, no, and you're right. Like as an Ireland fan, 
the way we're talking about them, the way they're hyped up, the, I mean, the players even, that have the talent that even, should be... Yeah, even if Aaron Gold win every game now, you can still look back because to me it's a case of you could have had the, you could have had the clean sweep. And it's, and you have, it's yeah. those results and those moments that are stopping that side from being the great side that they're talked about and they're signing as if they are. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I am, I'm, I've said it about 10 times already and I'm a huge Ireland rugby fan, but there's moments like that there we just thinking that's what's holding them back from being there. Yeah. But I'll never be called out because Ireland rugby get such an easy time from the media. Oh, such an easy time. Up, boys. Yeah, and therefore uh, Rory Best being the captain gives them their their wee quips and their wee sound bites, and they love that. Okay. And they'll never criticise it. Although no matter what they think privately in their in their rugby club dinners. When they're when they're sitting in their their ties and their jackets, no matter what they, they think they are, they'll never put it in print and they'll never call it out, right? No, no. And well, that's the problem because they're not getting any any honest feedback, which might help. Sure, it will. Give them a bit the sticking, and I, I haven't seen any of today's papers. It's Sunday, I haven't seen any. I'll try to read some of them tonight or maybe tomorrow morning. And they work for free on their websites. <laughs> They'll probably sound like you and give Scotland a pat on the back instead of looking at what actually it was that caused another. I'll g- give Scotland a pat on the back because they deserve a pat on the back for being brilliant, but Ireland completely shot themselves in that first half. It was atrocious. It was yeah. absolutely atrocious, and I hope the red act is red. And that's going to lead me on to the next topic, which is football, which I fucking hate at the minute. So I have a question again. I've been told not to question this. Um, but I, I just, I'm, I am broken. Football has broken me. The side of sport into Milan. My own because Gary Medell plays centre half for him, and he's the only person in football that resembles my f- physique. Um. So yeah, we'll talk. You're obviously delighted. Yeah, I'm buzzing. Because you, you sort of unbelievable. It's quite um. If you haven't seen it once, what was it? The third goal. Today. Yeah. Um. That was the Bellas third goal. It was oh, the fifth. Even worse. No, the fifth. Uh, if you haven't seen that, there's two highlights I want you to check out, folks. Napoli last night, unbelievable. Okay, seven one. Yeah, and Celtic today. That fifth goal was absolutely just. Uh, I bet you Brendan Rodgers won't sleep now for two weeks. He just sipped on a boner. That's, <laughs> that is the goal that man wants and craves his teams to score. Yeah, great goal. Yeah, brilliant. And we'll we'll get into we'll talk about Celtic first. As a Celtic fan, what's how's it feel to be? 27 Super. points up. Were as far from yeah. last year? No, we weren't. No, we haven't been, never been, as far, since I've been born, I've never remembered a season as good as this. Have you stopped? I, 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 I remember good seasons, but it's been a lot yeah, closer yeah, and it's yeah, never yeah, top. Yeah. It's more exciting. You don't remember dominating? No, too. no. A season where you can just sit back and just go, we're so much better than anybody else. It's frightening. The, the gap is huge and it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get better. Do you not think that eventually Rangers will close it? No. Not not currently, not within the next 10 years. Do you not? No. I would have thought, I, I would say that they would. No. It's not happening. The, the gap now is bigger in our favour than it was in Rangers' favour back in the 90s. Back in the early 90s. It's it's huge. Well, absolutely huge. And we are going to dominate them. It's going to be... Uh, everyone who says, oh, you, surely you don't enjoy going and... You don't enjoy Scot- your team winning Scotland, every match? It is, it's, a, it's absolutely superb. It's brilliant. Especially when we're playing like this. Yeah, that's the thing, which isn't being talked about. Uh, I don't think, anyway, it might, it might be. You're playing more attention to the news about Celtic. 
they're not being talked about as playing such good football because everyone laughs at the league. Mm-hmm. Um, people from outside the league laugh at it. And um, But I, <laughs> what I've seen from Salik, they play really good football, play really good, honest, try to play football. They don't yeah. just overpower and phys- physically muscle out muscle teams and kick the ball along and run onto it. They just But we can do that too. You can, you can mix the first 10 minutes of every game away from home will always be a battle. But once... Once we the, the battle kind of peters out, and once the football takes over, we destroy teams. We it's actually better to, as a viewer to see the other team score first because then it, it actually brings Celtic on. And it is almost like a, a training match when it's backs against forwards. Yeah. But some of the stuff that you see, uh, superb to watch. Like it's it's brilliant. Do you think like what did you think of Gordon? The Dembele thing was nonsense. But what did you think of Gordon's that move to Celtic? What do you think? Um, well, I, I don't think I think Celtic would have let him go if they had got enough time to get a replacement. Do you think the phrase would just come in and done? Yeah, I don't think he's that quality. If we are buying a replacement now, we, the replacement isn't just for a six month period of time. We need a replacement that we're thinking about Champions League next year because of the way we work now in terms of getting into the Champions League. Our season starts end of July. Yeah. So. Our most important transfer window is essentially the January one, because anybody you bring in in the summer is not giving you enough time to um, to get them through and get them up to up to speed for the the early Champions League kickoff. Um, it's almost our season has, has starts in July, um, and well, outside of now, the most important game we have is the cup final, which can come in May. So we're still talking months away for our next big game because. The league's a formality. It's they might as well give us a trophy now. Who did he bring in that's different from last year? Then Belly. Scott Sinclair has been really Scott good. Scott Sinclair, yeah. Yeah. Um to the to his advantage that maybe Ronnie never had last season. Um he has both uh, Svechenko and Simunovic in centre halves who have been relatively injury free this season. Um he's getting performances out of Scott Brown, who he seems to have been given a kick up the arse. His most important business, aside from Dembele and Sinclair, his first three tasks he got rid of Charlie Mulgrew, Anthony Stokes, um, and made Chris Commons aware that he wouldn't be any future part. So to me, that was really important telling those three guys who seemed to think they were bigger than the bigger than the team. Um, got rid of those guys. It's still the work ethic. He has people now that if they come in for one game, they're at such a level that it's hard then to leave them out. So with Stuart Armstrong, Armstrong, sorry, Armstrong, Armstrong, who and even McGregor to a degree, they're, they're coming in for games now, um, one-offs, and then it's almost like you're finding it hard to leave them out the following week. He signed a right back from West Brom, uh, Gamboa, yep. the start, um, threw him in the Champions League football, which was really, really tough for him. Um, but Barcelona. Last, Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. <laughs> but even then, it goes to show the level. Like you can be a Premiership player, but once you go to the, the next level, that that you need to be at Champions League, it's it's night and day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, where we are now, people always say we're in the Mickey Mouse League. Yeah, we are, and the teams are terrible, and they don't punish you when you when you do make any mistakes. Um, but we would be very very comfortable with the squad we have now in the in the Premiership. Very comfortable. Think so? Yeah. Hmm. 
I'm not. Dis- I'm not. Oh, I'm not arguing against it. I'm just thinking. Craig Gordon and Nice. Yeah. Um, I like two and a half. What I've seen, I've looked quite mm-hmm. solid. Mm-hmm. Um. Then Scott Sinclair. He did. Um. He's puts in you know, a really good performance all time in the Premier League, and he probably just needed to go back to Brendan Rodgers where he played his best football. Dembele, I think, because I don't, I don't think he'll be there next season. Dembele, no, nope. I think, but that's fair enough. I hope he's in Liverpool Red, <laughs> but he won't be. Um, Scott Brown, it will be a pretty decent sight to see him try his hand at Premier League and see no, what will go on there. Just, just right. because he would just, he has the ego for it anyway. Yeah, um, I think um, Brenton Rogers has kind of given him that role where he goes and takes it off the centre halves, brings yeah. it forwards, and it's given him a bit of a release of life because to me he was always a player where um, he was better off the ball than on the ball so to me he wasn't a great, yeah. a great footballer but in fairness this season um, going and getting it off the centre halves and bringing it forward um, he's been really really good it was a kind of a role that he would have given to, to Stephen Gerrard in his time at Liverpool yeah. um, going back and it's why probably seen Stephen Gerrard been able to step in the centre half so I wouldn't be surprised if in Brown's last few years he plays a centre half. He plays a centre half. Of a three, maybe. But possibly we'll see. Do you think Brian Rogers is there next year? Yeah. I I, I can't see how uh, the snobbery in England is that much that they'll they'll look at um they'll look at him and they won't see this as any big achievement. Um, no, exactly. So I can't really see where a huge job in England will come from that that would really tempt them. I, I'm a fan of his like I'm annoyed it didn't work out for Liverpool and I've said before on here. I wouldn't want him to go back to England. I wouldn't want to see him manage. No, he managed Swansea. And I wouldn't want to see him manage another English club. I'd like to see him go to Spain or somewhere go abroad, one of the bigger bigger leagues, Italy. When Italian football makes his mad comeback and we're all watching the Channel Four, somewhere else, and at and a big club. Yeah, you know. Um, well, I think if you're looking, um, this will lead us on in nicely to, to why you've had such a terrible week. But if you look at the Liverpool situation now, the the issues at Liverpool are a whole lot more than managers because to me, the club is obviously a great manager and has shown that he's a great manager mm-hmm. before he went to Liverpool. Brendan Rodgers to me is a great manager and has shown he's a great manager after Liverpool. The common denominator at your club isn't the manager, it's somewhere else. Um, in which he's ever looking at above or below is it the players or is it the board <coughs> oh, what's it back on again um, it's had a wee pee break there uh, right so we're getting in the middle of Liverpool and right where do I start um, I'll start at uh, yesterday and I'll finish that's it on, on top of yesterday I'm going to mention the result I hate it no, um, it was terrible. It was diabolical. Um, Liverpool look like um, they've run not out of legs, and I don't, I don't get. We're still harassing and pressing and winning the ball back, um, but we're looking that we've run out of um, ideas in our heads. Um, going forward, uh, teams have figured us out, and I have no, I have no issue with what I don't, I don't get this either. I don't people say, well, those they parked. The boss night, I will. I get annoyed at Jose Mourinho doing it when he spent three hundred million pound on players. But whatever. But teams like Swansea, Hull, um, Plymouth to an extent were brilliant at it. Uh, Southampton were unbelievable at it. Brilliant breakaway goal. The this the park the bus to to an extent you're going to use it that way. But the forces out wide, which they knew what to do, 
couldn't let it go down the middle and it just shot us out and it's brilliant as that's what you want your team to be able to do that we can't do that at all we're too soft in the middle um what did you say I, I, you'd think it's bigger than the yeah, managers yeah yes i look at one trophy in seven years yeah, under yeah. fsg you know we've been two fans last year on the club and you don't should have won one of them at least like what we didn't um one to me you don't have the players you 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 have a you don't have a Spain. You don't have a Spain, but you don't have, you don't have a squad either. Um, no, we don't. I texted you after the Chelsea game, which going by social media seemed to have been a um, a big plus for you guys. I mm-hmm. you were back on track, and I, I you can say yeah, no, no, I, no. I texted you and I was very surprised at how poor not just obviously the Liverpool were, but also Chelsea. All oh, Chelsea were the, the were football very, was very poor. poor. Terrible, terrible. Football wasn't brilliant. Um, but I, we, we hadn't, what we'd done in Chelsea games, what we hadn't done in a couple of weeks, was we just kept going at teams and went, went about, and then going. Now, the what? goal we scored was, was decent. It was a good ball in from uh, Henderson. But that ball was on all day. Yeah, but, but two two things. You you never seem to me have a cutting edge. Anymore. Because you had two good chances, which if those two chances had failed at Chelsea, it would have been game uh, over. Um, so even in games when you're maybe struggling um, and to break a team down and the, the first goal is vitally important it's maybe a one chance a player like Diego Costa who will do nothing but score that goal from a set piece uh, you can never see where a Liverpool striker is going to do that Sturridge to me should be gone Firmino isn't going to offer it to you I think Firmino's best position is actually back in the midfield um, as it, leaves, it leaves you with a lot of no shaggers. I wouldn't do it now because then we'll be yeah. But I mean, next season going forward, that's where I think he's back in there. Maybe he's a bit better because he's so good at that, winning the ball back and his distribution is passing away. There's some a bit off, but sometimes it's brilliant. But in front of goal, mm-hmm. he just seems to, he doesn't have that killer instinct with what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, the Chelsea game, and we were talking about it, I was happy with how we played and how we stood up to. Chelsea are unbelievable. Like this Chelsea team, but to me, Chelsea. I wasn't impressed with Chelsea no, that they, either. But, I thought Chelsea no. were very, very poor, but still, with the penalty, could have won that game. As Sarah's brothers and her dad are Chelsea fan, and they didn't think Chelsea were brilliant, but they were happy. They, they take a point in Anfield all day long. Chelsea did what champions have to do. Yeah. All right, and sometimes now like, you're watching Celtic play unbelievable football every week, mm-hmm. and then obviously you're this is what I think you're looking at then Chelsea and Liverpool, which should be a good game, and you're thinking. Where's the football in this? And it wasn't see all the games from the top sixes this year, yeah. bar maybe the Liverpool Arsenal game at the start of the season was a fluke because both teams had only just started at the start of the season. That was just madness. And Arsenal beat Chelsea 3 0. And then I know what happened at the weekend there was 3 yeah. 1. But see all the other games from the top six, if you see after a game, there's about 10 or 12 players just done on their feet because it's just, it's just not, it's not a football match, it's a street fight sort of thing. It's just flying in the tackles. Missed tackles, winning the ball back, losing the ball, winning the ball yeah. back, losing the ball. But it was it was on the ball that the quality was exactly. deeper. There was no quality whatsoever. Even so Kante, player, it was the man of the match, couldn't string a pass. I like Kante, so I, I think he's a great player, but it's an indictment that he stands out as one of the Premier League's top players when he would chase a crisp pack out of a blue past him. Well, there is rumours going around that he lost to Virginia and won it back. <laughs> so... <laughs> but uh, I, I just think the the quality on the ball was what really shocked me. Yeah, guys get paid huge amounts of money, and it's no excuse. 
that they can pass, a team can string three, four passes together. Um, I just, for, it's, it's just, I was going to write, I will write a blog, I don't know if I write about it, but there's going to be blogs coming, I don't know he's going to do one, I'm sure Patrick will get stuck into it, like, but um, just this, it just feels like, what's that term? Um, Groundhog Day? It feels like Groundhog Day again for me as a Liverpool fan. It feels like uh, you look at, at times where you look unbeatable, and we have done early on in the season. This is the first time we've been out of the top four this mm-hmm. evening since September. Um, at the start of the season, you take top four, but then you're greedy and you think, no, you want your team to win a title. Mm-hmm. Then the fo- their arses fall off and they fall completely away from it, and you're just like, I can't bother watching these ones anymore. And I've gone through this process now for about 26 years in a row. Really. Do you think he should have been, you know, added to the squad in January? Yes. Were you surprised that he didn't? Yes. What um, areas? What areas? Yeah. Uh, well, you have to look at January logically, right? Mm-hmm. All areas you'd think, oh, goalkeeper, I want a centre-half, I want a left-back, uh, I want a centre midfielder, I want a striker. Okay. But what we needed to do was go out and buy goals. Okay. You go out and buy goals in January. See your ex if you're the people are gonna slag me for this, but whatever. See your ex you're a big man. Not, like Morientes, for instance, who bullied us at Anfield, right? And he started finding a bit of form. Who? More or not Morientes, Lorente. Right? Going out going to Swansea, scoring goals and doing really, really well for them. We need someone to come in that's gonna score ten to fifteen goals from from January started until May. We needed ten and fifteen more ten to fifteen more goals. We weren't getting it from Origi in storage. I think Origi will come good. I really, I've been a fan of us. I think it's still give him a lot of time. But we needed to buy goals. Forget the goalkeeper, banana bunch hands. And forget uh, Lovren throwing a wobbler and then playing against Ibrahimovic. I know he remember not score, but he played brilliant against him. And he goes out the next week and his head falls off against uh, Jay Rodriguez and Southampton. How does that happen? But we needed to go and buy goals and we didn't go and do it. That's it. That's it. I just went and bought goals in January. Even if it cost two strikers. I just went and bought goals. I don't know who that is. I'm just saying Laurent Laurente because I was a fan of his. Yeah. I'm a fan of his and he played very well against us. It just came into my head. Do you know, you do know what's like, even more worrying though? You aren't even being linked with the top players that you go, make a big difference. I want Lacazette in the summer at Leon. I think he's brilliant. Uh, we're going to need a goalkeeper and yeah. we're going to need a centre half to go in beside Big George who keep Matip. Yep. Um, need a left back. We... Do you know what else as well? Mane goes to the African Nations Cup. So that just should have been a red light. Red or blue, we need to buy someone else. You buy someone else, and it, it's horrible, but there's so much money in English football. You buy someone else for five or six months that scores you 10, 15 goals, but they're not really good enough to stay at Liverpool for 10, 15 years, and you fire them off. Get rid. You get rid. You have to be ruthless. Yeah. We weren't ruthless. I love Jurgen Club. The club, I think, has boiled my head. I would still keep him. Definitely. Well, he, if he goes anywhere, I'll, I'll literally implode. Yeah. You need to be, there's no patience in football. There's not an ounce of patience anymore. I, spe- I don't know if it is, it's like, there's not Liverpool anyway. There's not Warsh, no. I know they've been through a rough passing, but there's not where, like United, there's not Chelsea, all the big teams. And, and you look at the small teams getting rid of managers left, right, centre. There's yeah. no patience in football. And there needs to be like yeah, but they've created this monster. Why should there be patience when guys are getting paid huge, huge sums of money and fans are being asked to pay huge sums of money? So you uh, want results exactly? Uh, I, I, well, you've just smashed my argument right away there. Thanks for that. But um, no, I, I I'm just looking at it from, no, I know I, 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 I can understand why you would want 
know the, the whole club here, but that's gone. That's 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 from yesterday or now it's a results business. You've too many casual fans who will see forking out five, six hundred pounds as a season ticket, but they demand to see something at the end of the season. Um they demand to see something for their money and giving up that sort of money isn't just good enough because it's your team. They want something at the end of it. Yeah. Um and I suppose if you go by any any standard, you know, the, the paying customer holds the holds a power and if they say we don't like this and we'll we'll give it up, then the board are gonna be under pressure to change things. Which is why it happens so often. I think our board FSD have been brilliant in some aspects. They've got us they got us Suarez, they got us um, a new stand. I know Suarez left like but that was Brian watching them. They got in Jurgen Klopp when the in the locations of Brandon Rogers, and I know a lot of people calling for his head, and um, things, different things they got. They got Coutinho in, um, but then, like I don't know, I, I don't know what happens. We don't know because we're not in the meeting. We don't know if Jurgen Klopp says no, I can work with these ones. And to an extent, I admire that that Jurgen Klopp wants to do that. Yeah, and then at other times, tell us what I think is wrong. But I mean, as well, we have no plan B. In terms of tactics, or yeah. Ter- See, since we beat Man City, right? Well, that's a club issue, then. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. We beat Man City, one 0 Yeah. And then teams have just—I wouldn't say teams have figured us out straight away, but teams had obviously been watching us and were learning to figure us out. Yeah. Teams started to figure us out, and for ten games now, we haven't changed our ways. And okay. Before that, we were flying and smashing teams, so you can see how my Jurgen's going. Well, no, it worked before, and we didn't have Mane, and but Mane's back now, and such and such. But you need you need to you look at what Conte did. Yeah. They were like everyone was laughing at them. Oh, he's coming in here. Look at this here. Meant to be the next savior. They're dumb. Arsenal beat them three 0 We beat them as well in a short space of time. They're similar or close to it. Then they changed to three five two, which he obviously knows so well. Yeah. And now they're in Paris. Yeah. There's no one in that league touching them. And should I know Spurs beat them, but there's no one catching them in this league and yeah. should catch them. They're in Paris. Mm-hmm. And Club needs to change it. A similar thing happened Brennan Rodgers actually in the season that he should have won the league at Liverpool. Um, Hull beat us away. Mm-hmm. Similar time, January time. And Brenton changed. I can't remember what he changed. I should have had it in my head earlier. It's gone in my head. I'll tweet it maybe, but he changed something and we went on a big run. And I'm hoping now that Klopp, you would think after winning two Bundesliga titles, Champions League final Klopp, we've got more longer in the tooth than Brenton. I'm hoping he's got something else because see if he doesn't the form we're on and the fact there's no patience in football you could see him going you could see him going the summer but he did have he did have a bad season as well at Dortmund he did he bad after after having a really good season is that what you're talking about then that okay maybe he's had that good season at Dortmund in Germany teams have obviously called on there to play bad season no plan B um, goes in the summer is that is it the same sort of thing. Because whenever he left Dortmund, then seemed re- rejuvenated with the well, new he, manager he, coming he, in with new ideas. He at the at the turn of the year, Dortmund were like I think they were close to relegation. They were doing poor, and he he galvanised them. Actually, they didn't talk about it because they finished seventh in the end, but he kicked them right back end up to seventh, and they really come on strong the second half of that season. But he he was burnt out with Dortmund. They were burnt out with him, and he moved on. That isn't spoken about as much, but I would I would I love him. Mm-hmm. But I would start to worry that if he doesn't show something where a plan B comes into place where he changes a bit of formation, it might it might be that he doesn't have the players and he mightn't have them until the summer. Then you'd argue, well, why didn't you get them in January? Yeah, yeah. But I would worry. The form we're on at the minute, as 
Sheffield's going to be laughing at me here because of the Liverpool fans, but I would worry that we're going to end up falling way off top four, right? Not, not get it and fall way off behind it. Even the horrors of Everton catching us. Mm-hmm. And FSG, well, there's fans already being mad enough, but FSG look at him going, right, mm, Jürgen, I know they gave him a six year contract, so that might be fun this year, but they might just go, Jürgen, what's going on here? I hope not. I hope if we finish seventh, I hope FSG go right, Jurgen. You were so good up until uh, January, and then you fell apart. We're going to give you a war chest now. They won't chase this again. Why would they give him a war chest though if he's proven? That because they gave him because they gave them six years. I don't know. I'm just firing a name. It's coming down here, right? But I don't know. Yeah. What it is, it's it's been a horrible January, yeah. and February hasn't started too well either. Yeah. Um, and then what else happened? Oh, Dublin won again today. And the Gaelic. Mm-hmm. 30 games in a row or something, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. They play Tyrone next week. Tyrone's in Dublin. Dublin on Saturday night. I think it's 30 games in a row, or it could be that the record could be 30 games and they're going for that. And I'm not sure, maybe Tyrone, Tyrone would fancy themselves to be trying to stop that. Like, wouldn't they? They'd love to be the team that beat that. I can't see it. No. Too early in the season. Sort of the league, stuff. the league seems better because teams don't care about being defensive. They just go all out yeah. and try and smash everyone. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's sort of that. There's nothing else you want to go into. No. You're gonna write a blog, aren't you? Um. I was gonna write one on Liverpool, but you kind of just <laughs> kept that stuff off there from it. Well, um, brilliant. Um. No. I suppose now. I, I suppose you can near call your 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 league winners already. Chelsea, Celtic. Yeah, well, at least Spain's closing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose the FA Cup, now that everybody is taking the piss out of it, even Leeds and Newcastle. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's, that's probably the most the most open competition, but it's probably the competition that no one really cares about. Especially not me. You know. I agree, yeah. it's, it's just lost so much value. The only way that it can ever regain any sort of value is that it gets a Champions League place but the Premier League will never give that Teams up, yeah. That's part of the reason I don't like it either because the, um, teams just don't care about it. The big teams for the first couple of rounds. And that's what but, but it's not even big teams now. It's, team, it's clubs like no, Newcastle Leeds, and Leeds. Newcastle. I think Leeds care. made 11 changes and Newcastle made 10 or vice versa. Yeah, they don't care about it. That, that to me would have been a wake Because up they up. were chasing the position to get into the Premier League. Exactly. That, that to me should be the wake up call for the FA to go on. Even clubs who who previously would have looked at it and went, that's really like Leeds in the FA Cup would be yeah. you know, big club that we think would, would really be interested and in, you know the, the big day out and the, the whole history of it. Don't even care about it anymore. Um, so probably deserves all it gets, but it's been a slippery slope since United. they allowed United to, yeah. to kind of. Um, mess it up that year when was that 99 yeah well it was going into 2000 yeah 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 99 and then Romano and Vasco da Gama tore them to pieces didn't they yeah give them a bit of a lesson <laughs> yeah Um, I think that's more we'll, we'll try and do a few blogs throughout the week or the next couple of coming weeks um, and then we'll be back again soon I don't know, we'll do it every two weeks or one week or see what yeah, happens whatever whenever let us know what you think. Feedback is always welcome. Uh, torture us, laugh at us, whatever. Join in. Any topics as well yes. for discussion? Villains is going to come up. We're going to try and get sit, sat down and uh, get villains discussed. 
So if yeah. any more, you can find through this. Bradley Wiggins, I imagine you scored at Ad. Well, just on the top. I seen of that this morning. Yeah. What is what is thinking? I don't know. Kind of brands. <laughs> it came on the TV. Who is in charge of their marketing department? It, it came on the TV this morning. And I was like, oh, is it Bradley Wiggins documentary? Here, people go, what? This is an advert <laughs> for Skoda and him getting a tattoo in his hand. Yeah, someone in their marketing department needs set because that's Keep a doing. multi-million pound deal possibly blowing up in your face. You're handling an incendiary yeah, so well, too. <laughs> like, was the cake advert? You don't want to be... In it. Imagine laying up with the whole emissions thing. Imagine it was Skoda that was next. <laughs> <laughs> that would be superb. You couldn't write stuff like no, that. No, you couldn't. Uh, one last quick one. Who wins the Super Bowl? Um, not a huge NFL fan, but um, again, just going by popular opinion, I'll go for the Patriots. Okay, I want the Falcons to win. Spent three months out there. Good Go Loved Atlanta. Plus, Tom Brady is a big fan of Trump. Trump's a big fucking trumpet head. So, <laughs> I don't want that to happen. President Trump to you. Sorry, President Trump to me. <laughs> Where's that laser in my forehead? Um, so, that'll do us for this week. I'll get this up soon enough. And uh, we'll see you again hopefully next week or after. All right. Cheers, guys. All the best. <laughs>